Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bipolar Disorder Moment. My name is Alan Cooper. Today, we'll be doing reading number eight from my yet-to-be-published book, Brain Betrayal, The Alan They Never Met. In today's readings, we will hear a little bit more about my life in Japan. I'm going to be reading two sections from Chapter 8. One is called Club USA, which is my job or the school I, I taught at. And the second is Weekends with the Yamamotos. The Yamamotos was the family that met me at the train station and I spent a couple I spent a lot of time with them in Japan. Okay, let's get started. Club USA. To be an English teacher at Club USA, the only qualification was to be a native speaker. I didn't ask Thomas about the specifics of the job, and I did not learn about teaching before arriving in Japan. My first class was the longest 40 minutes of my life. The head teacher handed me a plan and told me to teach the lesson. We went into the classroom where five students sat at a round table. The head teacher sat in the corner. I was nervous. I read out a sentence and asked the students to repeat it. Then, in between long periods of silence, I stammered a few words of explanation. The head teacher said the lesson was terrible and I needed to improve substantially. At Club USA, the focus was not on education. It was more about having a fun experience practicing English. The sales pitch at Club USA was that the Japanese education system had let them down, but we could teach students how to speak to foreigners. Eventually, my classes became fun and interactive. After distributing the handout and practicing the dialogue, I would have the students come up to the board to role play the scene. I would act super hyper, clap my hands together and say, action! And at the end of the performance, everyone would applaud. When the lesson was over, all the students had smiles on their faces. After a couple of months, Dan returned to Japan and taught at the school. He and I joked around a lot at work. Dan often made me laugh. Sometimes, after I opened the door to my classroom before a lesson, Dan would say, Hey Al, have a good class. Oh, and your fly is open. One of our duties was to sit in the salon, a long room with couches and a coffee bar, to converse with the students. This was one of the most painful aspects of the job. All the students asked the same questions. What do you do? Do you have any hobbies? Do you have a girlfriend? Dan and I frequently talked about the salon. We compared notes on how to stifle the yawns that came from the boredom. I said that I would open my mouth a tiny bit in the corner and let the air escape. He said he used pure willpower, but sometimes the pressure would build up 
and a tear would roll down his cheek. There were cameras in the salon, so the sales staff could show potential customers that there were, in fact, foreigners engaged in conversation with students. One time, we created a massive tower out of cream containers, and the sales staff called us and asked us to stop acting like idiots on camera. Dan and I frequently went for gyudon, a bowl of stir-fried beef over rice after work. The chefs at our favorite fast food restaurant that prepared the dish cooked in the middle of a horseshoe counter. Staff would welcome us with "Yirashimase," which is an announcement of respect for the presence of a customer. Sometimes we went for sushi instead. I would add a ridiculous amount of wasabi to Dan's soy sauce, and he would do the same to mine. We laughed our heads off watching the other reluctantly putting the dipped sushi in their mouth and the resulting facial expression as the strong taste burned our throats and nostrils. So, that was my job at Club USA. This next section is about the Yamamotos, who were the most lovely people I think I've had in my life, amongst them, for sure. And they were a big part of my experience in Japan. Okay. Weekends with the Yamamotos. After living with the Yamamotos for a couple of weeks, I moved into an apartment, but I still spent the weekends with them. On my way to their place, I would choose three exquisite desserts from my favorite bakery. Desserts in Japan were made to perfection, and I enjoyed that they weren't overly sweet like cakes in Canada. When I arrived at the Yamamoto's condominium, they would have a bath ready for me. In Japan, you bathe before you eat supper. After the bath, I would sit down for a meal with Hidemi, Junko, and Takeshi. Even though Takeshi was a toddler, Hidemi was already teaching him manners. When Takeshi spread food all over his face, Hidemi would say, Dame, meaning, you are not supposed to do that. Then he would teach Takeshi how to say he was sorry and lean forward to bow apologetically. At the end of the meal, Junko would bring out the box of desserts. Hidemi would say, one, two, three, and we would point to the one we wanted. If two people pointed to the same dessert, we would have to play rock, paper, scissors to decide who got the tasty treat. At bedtime, I would enter the tatami room where Junko would lay out my futon with a pair of clean, perfectly folded pajamas on top. The next morning, I would wake up to the sound of a children's program on the television. Takeshi loved a show which celebrated the sounds animals make when they yawn. They would sing, Ari-san no akubi, the ants yawn, and make a tiny peep that an ant would make when it yawned. Takeshi and I were good buddies, and when I sat next to him on the floor to watch the show, he would crawl into my lap. 
I wondered how much of the Japanese Takeshi understood. It must be great to learn Japanese without doing any studying. The time I spent with the Yamamoto family was special to me. They taught me how to speak Japanese and about Japanese culture. We discussed the differences between Japan and Canada and laughed easily. We visited temples, shrines, and went hiking and skiing. They were generous and concerned about my well-being. If I asked them where to buy something I needed, they would just buy it for me, and they paid for my meals when we went out. They treated me like family, and my love for Japan was an extension of my love for them. Okay, that is the end of the readings for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to next week when we meet again and I read another section of my book, Brain Betrayal, The Alan They Never Met. If you would like to check out my blog, it is bipolarweekly.com. On Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Alan G. Cooper. And I also have a Facebook group called The Bipolar Disorder Moment. Thank you very much for listening. This has been another Bipolar Disorder Moment.